0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present podcast. I'm here joined live by Fujix right here. Hey there, man. How's it going?
1: Everything's great.
0: How was life in Canada, buddy?
1: Everything's awesome, man. It's uh, it's been w- warm a little bit recently, but then a couple of days ago, it cooled down a little. So we're happy. We're Wonderful. happy.
0: Wonderful. And of course, we have yet another special guest. This time, his name is Marvin, and he's from Germany. Hey there, Marvin. How's it going?
2: Not too bad. How are you?
0: I am doing terrific. Robin, for those of the listeners who might not know you, would you just go ahead right now and give us a background about yourself?
2: Sure thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, as, I, as I mentioned, I'm from Germany. Uh, basically came into the country for, like, an exchange. Um, my, my, my Like, I'm, I'm studying. Um, so uh, my fields of interest are psychology and computer science.
0: Wow, um, these are and, very, very relevant, and, by the way. Yeah. Psychology and computer science. Wow, that's pretty cool.
2: Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a pleasure to to study those those two fields, and I'm actually combining them. So I'm probably going more into like human computer interaction. Oh my goodness! Uh, You're
0: going for the AI, right? You want to make that human brain in the computer?
2: Uh, that that would be the fancy stuff. Oh uh, that's gosh. probably in the more in the future. Uh, but yeah, we will see where it goes. I'm that's I'm going exactly. to start a master's program at University of Waterloo. That's uh, right. in the fall. So
0: wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So. Uh, Today's topic, we're talking about living in fantasy versus living in reality. So let's start right here first with you, Pooch How do you define reality and how do you find fantasy? I mean, like sometimes it's really hard to differentiate the two. Like how do you define what's real and what's not? What is a fantasy and what is real? So how do you go ahead and define uh, basically both reality and fantasy for our listeners?
1: of course uh, it it becomes a little bit you know uh, philosophical if we want to go in depth and I'm actually on a very long year uh, many years long journey of discovering what we humans perceive as reality but for simplicity of this podcast we're gonna I'm gonna give the very basic definition of what what we mean by this at least what I mean by this is that there are some real aspects of our life meaning that there are some things that uh, affecting our day to day uh, lives as we go through it and then for example if I uh, go to work do this this happens etc so it has a real life physical impact in our world the other one the fantasy being something that we imagine that has an effect but it doesn't actually what it affects is rather there uh, is our, our our own mind our own mindsets our own school of thought but it doesn't have any physical impact in the environment mm-hmm. we only perceive it perhaps not others
0: very nice interesting and uh, how do you like uh, different? Like, what's the best way to differentiate the two for somebody who might not fully understand the difference?
1: Uh, I think um, we all go through things that uh, we say, okay, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that, and then at the end of the day when the problem is resolved, we say okay, this was like nonsense, I shouldn't have worried about it, it was not real, that's literally what it is it's just, you know, you're making a big uh, that, I gave an example to basically differentiate these, t- these two There's something that you think is, is a massive a giant problem, but it's not actually, it's just a simple problem that you can't be resolved, and you also get to know uh, get to know it a little down the line so we all had these experiences I'm sure and that could be one example of what is fantasy as opposed to reality in this case
0: Very well. let's go move to Marvin here right now so Marvin uh, how do you define reality versus fantasy
2: um, so I think it's much easier to define reality than fantasy because uh, I would always define fantasy as you know being not real and if you do that you need to talk about reality mm-hmm. um, so I think I I think reality is like, yeah, as mentioned, like a really philosophical concepts, concept in terms of um, like finding out what is real and what is not. So first of all, I'd say that um, everyone kind of has their own reality of things. sure thing sometimes when we talk about reality we we talk about the the real physical world and you know that's 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 an easy digestible concept mm-hmm. and everybody understands that you know basics of, 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 of physics and you know like you, you see things you perceive things and um, for example if you if you see a tree um it's likely that other people will see the tree as well But if you if you if you go go from there and talk about, for example, behavior um, or motives of behavior, um, there it becomes really fuzzy and it's really hard to to um, to define what is real. Um, Like there, you often talk about truth, like what's what's true, what is not true. Um, So, uh, like it's always important to have a discussion
1: about that. Exactly. Um,
0: Great point. Great point. You see, you mentioned. Can I can I ask something here? For sure. Go
1: ahead. Uh, what do you, How do you say reality in German? Oh, that's a good one. Real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, you, changed,
0: you, you You give a German accent. It's, it's a real. What's that? What's that?
2: Realität.
0: <laughs> awesome. Very well. Oh, pretty, so close, very close, pretty close. similar. Okay, cool. Yes, the English is uh, very close is. to German, actually. So, uh, overall, guys, uh, we talking about this right now, and I just literally uh, remembered uh, the movie The Matrix, if you guys have watched it, basically,
1: uh oh, where yeah. <laughs>
0: they talk about the concept of reality there as well and the fact that a lot of us are not living in the in reality. We're literally living in a fantasy that somehow sometime sometimes usually tend to undermine our happiness and well being in the long term. So uh, in this uh, episode, my focus right now is to talk from a practical point of view. That is, it's not going to be necessarily a very philosophical debate because I really believe that ultimately uh, the best approach towards life is to understand what is real and then focus your attention on it because I feel like a lot of us, we are living in this fantasy these days. I mean, uh, on average, if you think about like various statistics, most of the books purchased are actually fiction. Uh, that is, people are willing to get lost in fiction and uh, stories true. instead of understanding the reality uh, much better, which is why nonfiction reading now is on a decline. And fiction is, of course, always uh, the, the lead in terms of reading. And people spend tremendous amount of time watching TV, news, I, I don't know, opera, let's say soap operas and various uh, uh, things that are not quite real. So my question right now to you guys is this. Uh, what do you think about – now that we defined reality versus fiction – Let's talk about living in reality and living in a lie or in a fiction. So from your perspective, because uh, Pujis, we talked earlier about the concept of, uh, you know, belief systems and the fact that we all have our own value systems, which allow us to see the world differently based upon our values, based upon what we are paying attention to. So what does it even mean from your perspective to live in reality versus living in a fantasy?
1: So for myself, when I want to be very quote-unquote realistic, try to basically perceive the word very real, I tend to use use science for that, not beliefs, because beliefs tend to become very fuzzy, very borderline fantasy, maybe even in the realm of fantasy, in in many cases. So what I do, I use, I try to use first principles of physics. I try to break things down to their uh, base components there, uh, and then see where where we are putting the components and when the components actually. Actually do exist so that's for me to basically differentiate my uh, personal um, rea- uh, per- perception of reality in my life versus what I inject to make it a fantasy what is that uh, how a much it that you,
0: depends- you said that uh, beliefs versus science You know, are you saying that belief is not real? Because in a lot of cases, the impact of belief is very real. That is, if you believe something is wrong or something is dangerous, you will literally, your body will respond to it as if it's real. So are you saying that beliefs are not real?
1: no i'm not saying beliefs are not real i'm saying um if i want to differentiate there's a phenomenon a behavior or something and i want to differentiate between whether it's actually how much of it uh, i'm perceiving to be or my reaction to it how much i'm making up these stuff uh, in my head or how much of it actually exists for that purpose uh for the purpose of differentiating i don't use beliefs because uh they, they can't they sometimes tend not to be accurate then I, or then I, I try to use science of course that can also be flawed but then that comes to the point that I tend to adopt this notion that I I, I can be wrong mm-hmm. and I can admit that I'm wrong. But when it comes to beliefs, of course a lot of people do that, but the tendency is a lot of people also don't uh, admit that their beliefs m- might be cor- incorrect because it's their beliefs. They tend to they, they have a, m- a more emotional attachment to it, so it, it becomes a little bit trickier, not impossible of course, but then because I don't want to deal with those tricky situations, uh, potholes perhaps, I tend not to use beliefs to differentiate between reality and fantasy for my own life
0: interesting marvin what is your perspective how do you differentiate living in reality versus living in a fantasy
1: um
2: so that's that's yeah it, it's, it's it's like the, the discussions always go and it's it's kind of hard to distinguish sometimes and it's especially in, in when it comes to like things like beliefs um you know like in a sense i would argue that every every belief that we have is kind of part of your own reality. Um, So in other words, I'd say that um, there is like, like, basically, everyone has their own virtual reality, you know, we all living in in our own kind of bubble, um, of course, impacted by the real physical world, and, you know, everything that comes with that. Um, So, you know, going from there, it's sometimes hard to argue where you are. but my point definitely would be that um, beliefs definitely impact you. Beliefs belong to reality, and they should be taken into account. Wow. And that's what we see in science more and more now. Um,
0: it is. It's what, I, I, That's right.
2: Like, I feel like it was kind of neglected, like a couple couple of years ago. That you know, uh, this kind of the black box, the mind. Um, we just look at behavior that we can measure, um, but now we're actually taking that into account, and we see that it's so heavily impacting us.
0: Exactly.
2: Um, So, yeah. That's
0: right. I like it so far. And the thing that I want to now uh, somehow address here uh, for our listener is the fact that uh, we all tend to think of reality as one thing, but uh, the truth of the matter is that every single one of us, as Marvin put out, has their own reality. Uh, which means that our perception of reality is what we think to be real. And uh, uh, it really doesn't matter. That's one of the basic uh, concepts in NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, that says the map is not the territory. That is, once you hold a map of, a, let's say, a nation or a country in your hand, you're not holding that country in your hand. You're holding the map of that country. However, that for you is real, which means every single one of us, we are actually functioning by a certain map we have a map of reality based upon our belief systems for example let's say something bad happened in childhood and uh, from then on you think that every single one every single person out there is uh, somehow uh, i don't know let's say fraud so your brain we call this your reticular activating system it becomes super accurate and focuses on this fact that people are bad. And you find a lot of reasons to justify that belief. And eventually that becomes a reality after a couple of years. And let's say you believe that everybody is nice and they want to help you. Again, you look out in the world to find the evidence to justify that belief system. And then you live with that belief system. Eventually you believe it. It becomes your reality. So here's the darn truth that I realized uh, after studying NLP. And that is whatever the reality is. It really doesn't matter what their reality is, because ultimately it's the perception of the reality that determines how we feel, what we do, and what we want in life. So let's talk a little bit about that perception of reality here. So, Poojix, uh, let's say that we are living uh, with somebody who might have a different perception of reality. They have different belief systems and whatnot. So. How shall we deal with people who might not see the reality as we are? I mean, like you yourself, are you a pushy person? You like to, like, impose your belief on other people when they do not accept the reality as you do? Or you simply go along and just uh, try to find uh, and, and reach a compromise?
1: All right. Um, I mean, I used to be that pushy kind of person but then i learned it the hard way that you cannot especially with things that are very dear to some people and they have strong feelings about that uh, about those ideas beliefs whatever you want to call them um, it is also almost impossible to argue in a pushy kind of way so if you if you try to convince somebody their beliefs are wrong it's never going to happen they're just going to become defensive and then i mean it might it might happen over time it it might it might linger in their mind and later on 10 years down the road in their in their life not just because of what you said but then cumulative with other things that they hear they see they perceive that nudges it to uh, them towards it change in their lives of course that can happen but then i can't really change it over overnight so i tend not to argue with people's perception and i do agree with you that at the end of the day there isn't any so that's at least at this point this is my own uh, conclusion that we don't have one reality of course we uh, for each person what we perceive is our reality and i agree with that but then to come to come back to the idea of map versus territory, when I was mentioning the, the first principles in science, that's to get myself as close to the territory as possible. If I want to do that, I would use so uh, one the tools question, of… Uh,
0: uh, what are the benefits? Why do we need to get as close to the territory as possible if ultimately it's the map that defines who we are, what we want, and what we do?
1: No, it always matters, actually. It doesn't always matter, but sometimes it does. So if you want to uh, cl- climb a mountain and the mountain isn't there, then it, b- it becomes impossible. So when you are actually interacting with the territory rather than the map, it becomes uh, it becomes super important. Okay. But in most of our uh, – in, in, in more than – half of our lives maybe it doesn't really matter and that's why we simply can live without having a perfect map of the territory uh, and that's, that's a good thing in a sense because we don't have to worry about it too much but then mm-hmm. sometimes it does and uh, for example if you want to send a shuttle into space it does matter what the map is because otherwise it's not going to go into space or it's going right. to go to the wrong office, or it's going to go come back come back hit you down so sometimes it becomes super important and for that purpose I tend to uh, you know, breathing uh, my, my values, be prepared that I can be completely wrong, that I, I have that acceptance in my life.
0: Very good point. Marvin, what is your perspective here? And wh- when you deal with someone who might not see the reality as, uh, as you do, let's say you are, as uh, Puja mentioned, you're in the same territory, but you have very different maps. How do you deal with that person in this situation? Do you tend to impose your belief on that person or do you simply accept it? What is your general reaction in this situation?
2: Um, so I guess back in the days I was trying to impose definitely, and I think that's like a, a really uh, normal human behavior, I'd argue. Um, but I, I was really realizing that this is, is kind of going nowhere, um, especially if you if you think that your reality is superior, or like you know better evaluated than somebody else's um you you're missing a lot of things you're missing you're missing points you're not able to see all the things that are there anymore you you basically by imposing your reality on somebody you're less likely to see the reality um so i i definitely be careful with, with saying that you know um one reality is better than the other reality which you know Technically, that that might be true, but like, if if you're living in one of those realities, it's kind of hard to to make that point.
0: Exactly, it's um, so true. Great point. So,
2: so he, yeah,
0: go ahead, go ahead. If you want to finish your statement.
2: Um. So yeah, I guess I guess that's that's that's, that's pretty much it. So before yeah, I go any further,
0: I just uh, wanted to let our uh, audience know about this matter. You know, just mentioned earlier something very nice. Uh, he said. I want to get as close to the territory as possible. And uh, I ask him why. And here's the real reason why I think uh, he's absolutely right. And we all should strive to get to know the territory much better. Because let's be honest, guys, in life, our belief system can allow us to feel good no matter what happens. This is what we've uh, called, uh, let's say, meditation. This is what we've called uh, uh, hypnosis. So it is possible to feel good no matter what is happening. But there's one thing that is different between those who see the reality closer to the, to the real version Versus those who just have a wrong perception. And can you guys guess what it is? What's the major difference between two happy individuals, one of which is living by a false belief system that makes him or her happy, and the other person ha- has this happiness, but his frame and his map of reality is much closer to the territory? How can you? How can you? Like in terms of the results they get, what types of results will these people have in in the end? In terms of difference.
1: Uh, oh God. So first, I, I was just gonna go very quickly I think I was gonna say the results that's what I was gonna gonna say I, I think they're gonna have better byproducts in a general sense this this product could could become uh, for the use of others as well or for themselves oh, um, so true. that's it's that's so true
0: so you're saying that the one who's living by the reality not only gets better results but also can share that results with others whereas somebody who lives in his own head and has and believes that he or she's you know let's say God's gift to humanity that's just a personal right. self-deception.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, so that, that person we probably never heard of, in, uh, or we actually might have, but then w- maybe in the wrong context or not in the right context, perhaps. But then, for example, a, a person like Marcus Aurelius, he, we all know he, who he was, or he, even if we don't, we have all been impacted throughout history by his accomplishments. And he was a happy man, and he had a very good map of the territory, and he impacted the world for the better
0: impacting the world that's a great keyword here marvin what's the difference between those who are living happy 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 on a map that is not real versus those who are trying to explore the territory and make a map that is as accurate as possible
2: um that's hard to say um so like puya mentioned that the 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 results are kind of a a thing here and i agree with that I, i i think that somebody that's closer to reality is also able to shape reality um But I think then you also mentioned in the beginning that, you know, fiction writing and this kind of stuff is is really in. And I think, um, fiction in itself kind of, you know, shapes reality too. So thinking of like somebody that lives in a, in a, in a fantasy and for example, being like a fiction writer, um, they have a huge impact on other people too. Um, so it's not always about like the, the outcome of it, um, I, I, I kind of see where, where 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 this is going. Like, you know, reality, um, like being close to reality gives you gives you the capability of, 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 of changing it, as I said. Um, but not being close to reality is not always negative. That's my point.
0: Interesting. So Marvin believes that it's not always necessary or even bad to be distant from reality. It's okay to be lost in fantasy sometimes. Pujic, what do you think about this?
1: I think ultimately it comes down to what you want to achieve. If you want to have an interaction with the territory, again, as I mentioned, if you're trying to, uh, climb a mountain in it, in your map, which doesn't exist in the territory, it becomes impossible. Not improbable, but rather impossible. So then you will, your, your, your perception of reality also changes. Your map changes. You might become disappointed. You might lose happiness. You might lose hope or you might uh, judge your beliefs or whatever it is. So my point is, yeah, sometimes it doesn't, Matter if you're literally if you're trying to read a book, uh, a fiction book, and uh, enjoy the story, enjoy uh, the um, the aspects of the story, it's perfect. If you want to write a a story to uh, influence people, to to to, uh, inception, to to use in sort of like the movie uh, basically give an idea to them indirectly through a story that's perfect I enjoy that I use that but then again at the end of the day I think it comes down what you want to achieve and sometimes it's good to be close to fiction because uh, you, can, you can teach lessons indirectly sometimes uh, somehow and then influence people etc but then if you want to interact with that with that territory that we're talking about it, it becomes really tricky it might work but it also might become very disappointing
0: interesting and uh, let me just uh, thought about it right now go, can ahead, I, can I, go ahead marvin
2: um so so yeah um um just just to that I, I i agree with you um that it's about what people want but um this this wish kind of like to 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 change things this is not sometimes the only thing that you need so if you, if you look at people that that live in a fantasy um Often it's it's the one with like mental diseases, with like mental health issues, um, with trauma. Um, so sometimes um, saying that you know just just be closer to reality, this is damn pain, painful, and it's kind of like. You know you you need to i think you need to be really careful about um how you approach those issues because one one benefit of living in a fantasy is that it can ease pain from reality you know real pain that is there and and i think we 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 should be focusing on that too um you know it's like i think a good comparison is like um talking about obesity and then you know saying um well you just need to want to um stop eating you know you just just cut, cut the burgers or something. Wow. You know, this is sometimes a, a really, a really um, almost ignorant thing to say because obesity and I think same as like trauma, like those need to be, you know, looked from a broader perspective. Um, and then you're talking about like, you know, access to therapy or, um, you know, less burger stores close from where you live. <laughs> sometimes just like easy and simple things like that that make you. Capable of living closer to reality. So sometimes it's not just the wish of living close to it, sometimes. You need to be capable of it too. And I think that's where that's where, we, the, where the work needs to go in.
0: Interesting. Good point I, point. point. I like it so far. It's a great argument. Uh, and what, what I was thinking about was this uh, huge contrast that we have uh, in the West, which is on the one hand, we say things like, do not lie to yourself. It is bad to live in a self, you know, with self deception and whatnot. And the worst form of deception is indeed self deception and whatnot. On the other hand, we also say, fake it till you make it. Now, in my personal life, I have experienced both sides. That is, there were many moments in my life where eventually by faking things, it actually led to making things, uh, quote unquote. And on the other hand, of course, there were times where I was uh, basically hurt by self-deception. So let's talk a little bit about this issue as well for our listeners. First, you, Poojiks. On the one hand, we say, fake it till you make it. So if we want to fake it, this means we're actually living in something that is not real. We're living in a fantasy. Let's call it – visual. they call it right. visualization – we call it fantasy, right? So you visualize right. things, you perceive things that are not there, and this helps you to achieve your goals. And this is true. It happens to everyone. On the other hand, of course, mm-hmm. we blame those who are engaged in self-deception, who lie to themselves, who, who tell themselves, oh, I'm so good, I am this and that. But on a deep level, they know that they are not. So how do you uh, right. somehow deal with this dilemma here and this uh, these contrasting beliefs?
1: Right. Um, sometimes... Uh Sometimes, I'm going to put this out there And I'm going to explain it Uh, Sometimes, sometimes ends do justify justify the means Meaning, uh, I'm trying to say that uh, This this idea of lying to yourself Whether for, for fake it till make it Or to make yourself feel better Is a tool and and tools don't have inherent good or bad in them. Like a match that creates fire, you can create fire to burn a house down or to cook your cook, cook your food. You don't you're not gonna go and say okay, match is a bad thing or is a good thing. It depends on how you use it. simply order
0: the goddamn food in a little. They're gonna bring it to your home. It's gonna be a lot easier. No, <laughs> well, yeah, somebody
1: no, somebody's, no, somebody's, no, somebody's <laughs> gonna light the match. That's somebody's right. gonna light the match. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but good point. Uh, so <laughs> what I'm trying to say, lying to yourself in this sense in these two categories are a tool that people use sometimes to escape the truth the, the reality because it's too painful because they want not to face it uh, that of course happens and that's very destructive because well if you if you're not facing something and you don't want to uh, challenge it and leave uh, you know go for the betterment obviously it's not useful uh, because uh, if you accept it you can just solve it and make yourself better not in all cases. I'm, just, I'm generally saying, like, not taking it out of context, but then in a very general sense. But then, in. Uh, uh, as you mentioned, I've faced both ways. I lied to myself and I regretted it and I faked it till make made it and I was happy about it. So, again, if I'm using it for a purpose of, you know, fake it till make it kind of uh, situation, then it becomes, again, a tool that I'm using. I'm lying to myself to boost myself tempor- temporarily uh, to basically go further, to increase my confidence maybe, or whatever the reason is to basically, till I make it, to, till I'm actually confident. I don't have to lie to myself to be confident that, then that could become a positive thing
0: interesting marvin you mentioned earlier that sometimes we need to escape the reality and take shelter in fantasy to avoid the pain and whatnot so uh what do you think about this matter those who might engage in self-deception for feeling better versus those who use that fake it till you make it approach in order to achieve their uh, goals and realize their dreams <laughs>
2: Well, from a psychological perspective, a fake it till you make it is like immensely effective. Um, so, you know, it's just you know, it, it makes sense to do it. I guess, like you know, if you if if you're kind of telling yourself that you know you you're good, you're 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 lovable or whatever you, you come up with, um, this might lead into exactly that. And I think this is this is just as puya mentioned just a a really good tool to kind of overcome um this this negativity that i don't know we we uh, experienced through through trauma or whatever um i think it becomes an issue if you try to cover up things so if you you know it's a difference whether i'm saying okay i want to i want to be um i don't know i want to be a great um, I don't know, soccer player, and you know I'm working hard to achieve this dream, or whether I'm telling myself, "Well, I'm already the greatest," but uh-huh. I'm just doing that because I experienced something really negative and That's just right. you know try That's to right. trying to cover it up. Right. Um, yeah, trauma, exactly. So, so I think, um, yeah, helping those people is is key to it, and then more people are going to be able to to re. re- uh, perceive reality as it is
0: interesting great perspective i love it so and now we're running uh basically out of time gradually so let's go try to first talk about which is the best approach for both of us right now so pujix when is it better to focus on uh getting as real as possible and when do you think it's okay to engage in fantasy how do you differentiate like when's the right time for each of this
1: Look at the end of the day, this this is the part that you have to be realistic at, at first, and then decide what, where you want to go. As I as I mentioned, eventually, it, it most importantly de- depends on what you want to achieve and with what strategy helps you better to get there and how can you do that. So again, if you're trying to climb a mountain, the mountain has to be there. I, I know I keep repeating myself, but then I'm trying to say, as, as or as Marvin mentioned, if you want to become a soccer player, it's good to encourage yourself. I'm not. I'm good, I'm good, but then putting on, in the work, I can get there, I can do this. Uh, even though you might not actually believe it, that's fine, lie to yourself that way. But then if, if you're like, no, I'm already the greatest soccer player, and then you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips, that's a problem, of course. I think I know someone like that, actually. (laughs) 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 Right. Uh, I think we all know. Um, But the the point being... So at at first, it it really is important at uh, what you're trying to achieve. When we go to to the cinemas to watch a movie, if it's a documentary, different story. Sometimes it's based on a true story, also a different story. But then most often than not, we try to escape our reality because we just want to shut our minds off, enjoy some fantasy. That's perfectly fine, too, because sometimes we do need those escapes. Sometimes we need to uh, switch off. And that's actually sometimes positive in our real life because getting distance from what quote unquote, our reality sometimes helps to keep uh, to to put it in perspective so at the end of the day it's a very hard question to answer in one or one or two sentences but i can say it really comes down uh, to what you're trying to achieve
0: interesting very well marvin when do you want to get real and when do you want to get lost in fantasy
2: <laughs> well, personally, I'm trying to be as real as possible uh, because I've, I, 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 like, I really appreciate my life so far, and uh, I've been blessed with many things. So my reality is already pretty good, and uh, I, I want to try and like continue working on on, on that. Um, with that being said, sure, sometimes uh, going into a fantasy world is just uh, you know entertainment, like it's it's fun, like why not? Um, so. Yeah, as Puria mentioned, is it's it's really depending on, on the cause. Um generally speaking, well, let, let me let me let me close here with like two two points. Um so one is um I think sometimes reality and the challenge and the work that comes with it is sometimes worth like itself. Like it's it has a worth in itself. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, if you think if we think of fantasy, we always think of like like kind of like a, a, a pleasure world where everything is positive. Um, while I think, um, you know, putting in the work, putting in the effort, um, treating people with respect, it all costs a little bit, but it gives you a huge reward that we might lose in a fantasy world. And the second argument is um, that what I just said, it sounds really ignorant to somebody that, that went to to drama and it's kind of, that person is kind of hiding in, in a fantasy world, you know, just being like, yeah, you know, um, you know, just putting in extra work, That that's a good thing. Uh, to somebody that lived through, through trauma. It, it, it's not a nice thing to say. So I think, um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, helping people to, to leave fantasy is, is key. Um, but. that's about it i guess
0: and i think what you both have in common pujix and marvin is that you both uh, appreciate your realities and i think that's very important i myself i do like to think of like like medicine let's just think of like medicine like like morphine like let's say you just broke your leg and in that case having some painkiller can temporarily help painkiller being that fantasy world but ultimately guys in the end if you really want a long-term solution You want to make your reality in a way that is not so painful and traumatic that you have to constantly escape from it, which is why I am against escapism when uh, done in an extreme way as as a means of lifestyle. Like when escapism becomes your lifestyle, like you become so nerdy and you move from comic book to video games and from video games to movie and then from movie to some novels and you're not doing anything with your life. Then at that point there is no future. Then it means you become literally addicted to that uh, fantasy, and you cannot build your reality up. With that being said, of course, as Marvin mentioned, there is a you know degree of entertainment in just enjoying the fantasy and let's be honest sometimes you just want to relieve your stress i mean if you're always living in reality things will get a little bit boring sometimes if not too stressful so it's important to have that right balance but if i were to somehow give my approach i'd say like should be at least 80 percent uh concerned with the reality and 20 percent of fantasy like using that you know uh, conventional 80 20 approach here i would just definitely go for that one so we're running out of time here right now so pujix let's wrap up the show and uh, reach a final uh, conclusion here after all of our discussion with you and Marvin regarding uh, fantasy versus reality, self-deception versus trying to somehow deal with it rather than improve it, what is now your conclusion about this discussion?
1: Right. I want to both, uh, uh, you know, uh, condone your comments of, you know, I, I also uh, for general remedy, I would also go with majority reality, of course. But then I wouldn't completely rule out a fantasy. I don't think it's even possible. But let's say even if it's possible, just don't don't rule it out, uh, the fantasy part. But uh, put it in, in the minimum chart. And also uh, Marvin's points of, you know, th- these things that we just said might be very uh, seem very ignorant to some somebody who's going through a very, very tough time which is not having uh, which is having the problem that I'm not having perhaps, uh, but at the end of the day, even our reality, the fact that these things happen uh, uh, how we perceive it is our perception and has nothing to do with the real world or, or the fictional world the fictional world we, me and you might read the same novel or watch the same movie and have di- completely different perceptions completely different uh, ideas of what, what it means, what it was trying to say, or this per- this character was lovely or not lovely, or hate this character or that. So at the end of the day, it also depends on our perception. Uh, although there's one thing that is real and one thing that is fantasy, if they are both perceived in our mind at the end of the day. So we also want to put in check our perception, which we're going to obviously talk about in, in depth in a different episode. But then at this point, I want to bring it up that it's also very important key uh, component here.
0: Fantastic. And Marvin, uh, what is your conclusion after all of our discussions?
1: Um, so first of all, I want to say that the
2: the medicine metaf- metaphor that you just brought up, I, I really like this one. Like this is perfectly describing what I what I try to say throughout this this uh, podcast. Um, I, I really think um, talking about fantasy, it comes down to escaping f- from reality versus enjoying fantasy. So I think if you if you here and there go into fantasy, um, it might be often. But, you know, as long as you're not escaping from reality, I think it's it's a good thing. Um, and I, I think it can help ease pain here and there. Um, so I wouldn't say that uh, fantasy is bad or good in general. Um, as as Puya mentioned, it's a tool. Um, and yeah, in general, living close to reality is for me, benefitable. I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. It, it, it enabled me to do many things. It enabled me to, to actively change my life for the better. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm able, that I'm able to do that.
0: Wonderful. That's the best approach. Having that great reality where you are not supposed to escape it all the time. It's so important. And you said something very nice, enjoying the fantasy versus escaping reality. I think it's, it's much better for us to just enjoy fantasy as, an, as a form of uh, recreation rather than just escape it's great point and of course we're out of time here it was a very wonderful discussion that we had today of course Marvin it was great, glad to, uh, we were very glad to have you for our, uh, for our show basically for this uh, episode for the first time and hopefully we are going to have you in the future as well and to you oh, thanks what, for what
1: having me takes,
0: uh, for sure and you producing my well, man great ideas I loved it so much thank you for being here
1: thank you thank you very much and this is
0: all the time we have for if you're listening to us right now please just pause right now and go leave us a review on iTunes some ranking right now it doesn't take much time guys like literally it takes less than three minutes Uh, and of course we'd like to hear your feedback how we can improve the show please let us know this was Beyond the Present Podcast and my name is Daniel Morgan thank you very much